Hey, this is Steve with Life Worth Living. Today we have a guest speaker on our podcast. His name is Phil McGeechee, and he's on staff uh, at a church in Lubbock, Texas, First Assemblies of God in, there in Lubbock, Texas, and uh, is also serves as the West Texas Assemblies of God Men's Director. And all I can say, this message that he's going to give today is wow, <laughs> absolutely amazing. Uh, it's speaking to the fact of the voices that we hear the ones that we listen to are going to be the voices that dictate our destiny. So listen closely, take some notes, because this is going to be a huge blessing to you. I want to talk tonight a little bit about voices. Voices. Um, and I want to pose this question to you. Who are you listening to? Of course, that includes me as well. Who are we listening to? What voices are you allowing to pour into your life? There are so many voices that are crying and wanting to be heard today. There are so many that it easily becomes a great cacophony of noise. That's just a fancy $5 word for a bunch of people trying to talk all at once, and all you hear is the roar of the noise. I play racquetball a couple, three times a week. And if you've ever seen a racquetball court, it's just four walls and a roof and a wide open room, which means that if you try to talk to someone You can't hear them because all you hear is the echo. It's a chaotic mixture of noise. Now keep that thought in mind, and I'll come back to that in a little bit. So let me pose the thing question again. Who are you listening to? Tonight we're not going to be railing against any media organization, anything like that. That is not the theme or the point of this message, but I want to go deeper than that. And when we get right down to it, there are two voices that are vying for our attention. You can, answer who, you can answer the question of who I'm talking about, and I'm sure we want to be listening to the right voice. I'm sure of the truth that when I say that the voice we need to be listening to, one voice is a deceiver and a liar, and one voice is always the voice of truth. One voice is the enemy of our soul, Satan who wants nothing more to destroy us. Now, And the other voice is a lover of our soul, God Almighty, who sent his son to die for us. Now, that poses another question. Why do I need to talk about this in a full gospel, Pentecostal, charismatic church? We believe in the gospel of Jesus Christ, the power of the Holy Spirit. Why do we need to talk about this, about not listening to the enemy and making sure we listen to God? Here's the reason, because there are people all around us, and I think all of us could raise our hand and think of someone who once followed Christ, but have fallen prey to seducing spirits, which is simply deceptive people and ideas, and are no longer walking with Christ. They listened to the wrong voice. And so for the next couple minutes, I want to tell you why we do not need to listen to the devil. There are obvious reasons. And then I want to get to the good news. So just hang tight, buckle your seatbelt, and we'll get to the good news in just a minute. But I want to remind you 
uh, some things. But first of all, I want us to look at Genesis chapter 3, verses 1 through 11. That is the story of Adam and Eve when they partook of the fruit and God came after them. And in verse number 8 or 9, the Lord God called to man, where are you? He replied, I heard you walking in the garden, so I hid, Adam said, and I was afraid because I was naked. And notice this question God asked them. He said, who told you you were naked? Who told you? Since when, may I, I heard somebody ask this question, since when do we give the right for someone who wants to destroy us, do we give them the right to speak into our life? Don't do that. Don't allow someone who not, wants nothing more than to destroy you and to deceive you and to tear you down, pour into your life. That's what happened to Adam and Eve. Now look at John 10, 10 chapter 4, or John chapter 10, verse number 4. Jesus here is talking, and he says this. After he has gathered his own flock, talking about the shepherd, he walks ahead of them, and they follow him because they know his Voice. Remember, we're talking about voices, about who we're listening, about, uh, listening to tonight. John 10, 27, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them, and they follow me. And the reason this subject is so important is because of 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 8 that says this, be sober and be vigilant. New Living Translation says, stay alert. Watch out, for your great enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Now, in this instance, sober in the King James means simply to be calm and collected. It also means be circumspect. Now, that means simply this, careful to consider all consequences and possible in possible circumstances. And vigilant means, be, means to watch, give strict attention to, and be cautious, to take heed through remission, of, of, though, uh, through remission and indolence. Some destructive calamity may overtake you. So let's put it all together. This verse means and says this, we must be calm and collected and careful to consider all circumstances and consequences and we must watch and take heed what is happening around us, lest through relaxation and laziness, some destructive calamity suddenly overtake us. In other words, the enemy of our soul. Now, we're just getting started here, so hang on. We'll get to the exciting stuff in just a minute, okay? Hang on. So what voice should we not listen to? It's obvious. We're talking about the enemy of our soul. We're talking about the devil. Now, I just have three simple things why we should not listen to him, and then we'll get to the good news. First reason, we all know this, because he is a liar. The devil is a liar. That's not just a saying. It's the truth. It's a strong statement when you call someone a liar. That's insinuating that they are a liar all the time. But that is exactly what the enemy is. He is a liar all the time. In John 8 is the story of the widow or the lady caught in the act of adultery. And it's interesting, she's caught in the very act. 
And so they bring her to Jesus. And notice, this begs the question again, where is the man? That shows you the intent of those hypocritical religious leaders. They didn't care about the lady at all. They didn't care about the man. All they wanted to do was use her to try to trick Jesus. Here's the trap. If Jesus did not approve of stoning the woman, he breaks the Jewish law cited in Deuteronomy 22. And if he approves of the stoning, then he breaks the Roman law that prohibits Jews from carrying out capital punishment. So you know the story. Her accusers asked Jesus, what should we do? And Jesus says, he who is without sin cast the first stone. And then the Bible says he bends down and starts to write in the sand. Now, the Bible is not explicit about what he wrote, but I like to use my imagination. He wrote, what about your secret girlfriend? What about when you beat your wife? What about when you don't help the poor? What about when you don't help spread the gospel of love? All these things, and one, one, one after the other, you hear the rocks begin to drop. And no one is left except Jesus and the lady, and he says to her, what? Neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. And then he tells the crowd there, he tells them this, for you are your children, you are the children of your father, the devil, and you love to do the evil things he does. He was a murderer from the beginning. He always hated the truth. There's no truth in him. When he lies, he's consensus with his character, for he is a liar and the father of lies. So first of all, I remind you that the devil is a liar. He may put a little bit of truth in, but it will always be a lie. And if a, there's a little bit of truth and the lies mixed in with it, then it's all a lie. Don't let the devil deceive you because he is always a liar. And he's the father of life, so don't trust him. Don't trust him. You must always remember that everything that the devil does and tries to do will always be a cheap counterfeit of what Jesus can do. Always. Always. And that's an important message for Christians for the same reason that Israel had to be reminded about God. Israel was always wholeheartedly serving God. And then they prospered and they left God. And then they got in trouble and they ran back to God. He rescues them. They prosper. They run from God. God rescues them. Always back and forth, vacillating back and forth. And that's what we do if we're not careful and listen to the devil. So remember, number one, he's a liar, always. Number two, he's a thief and a destroyer. That's why we do not listen to the enemy. He is a thief and a destroyer, John 10.10. 10. The thief comes not but for to steal, kill, and destroy. That's because that's what he is. He is not. He is not thieving. He is a thief. He steals and destroys, and he's not going to change, no matter how sweet and kind he talks to you, no matter how sweet he seems, no matter how kind he seems, he's not going to change. He's a thief and a destroyer. Besides being a liar, he's not going to change. He ain't changing. That's what he is, a thief and a destroyer. You may have heard the story about the frog and the scorpion. 
the scorpion wanted to ride across the pond. And he asked the frog, frog, would you take me across the pond? Frog says, no, because you'll sting me. And the scorpion says, no, he won't, because if I do, we'll both drown. So the frog takes him on his back and is crossing the river, and the scorpion stings him. The frog asks, why did you do that? The scorpion says, it's my nature. That's what I do. And that's exactly what Satan does. He's a thief and a destroyer because that's what he does. And number three, don't ever trust and don't listen. We're talking about voices tonight. Don't listen to the enemy because he's a liar. He's a thief and a destroyer, and he will never change. He will never change. 1 John 3, 8, when people keep on sinning, it shows that they belong to the devil who has been sinning since the beginning. He began sinning when he tried to overthrow God in heaven, and he's still the father of sin. He's not going to change. He's not going to start being nice to you. He's not going to start being sweet to you. He's not going to start blessing you. He's not going to do that because that's not him. He's a liar and a thief, and he's not going to change, so don't listen to his voice. Don't listen to his voice. So instead, we choose to listen to the Savior's voice. That's who we listen to. Let me give you some uh, reasons why we do it. I'm going to do it in a little different way. Here's why we listen to the Savior's voice. When the devil comes and tries to steal your joy, point him to Nehemiah chapter 8. The joy of the Lord, say it, is my strength. Point him to Psalms 30. Weeping may last for a night, but joy comes in the? You guys already know this. When he tries to steal your peace, point him to Philippians 4, 7. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your mind through Christ Jesus. When he tries to steal your rest, point him to Matthew 11. Jesus said, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. When he tries to put fear on you, point him to 1 John 4, which says in verse number 18, such love has no fear because perfect love casts out all fear. The New Living Translation uses the word expels. Perfect love expels, expels, pushes it out, expels all fear. When he makes you and tries to get you to doubt your salvation, point him to Ephesians chapter 2. God saved you by grace when you believed, and you can't take credit for this. It is a gift of God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done, so none of us can boast about it. When he says there's no hope, and that reminds me, every song we sung tonight, Every song we sung tonight, I'm thinking back there, oh, my goodness, they're preaching my message, especially this second part. When he says there's no hope, remind him of Matthew 19, humanly speaking, it is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. When he reminds you how sick you are, point him to Isaiah 53, and by his stripes we are healed 1 Peter 2 pointed to that one, which looks back to Calvary, and it says, by whose stripes we were healed. When Jesus resisted temptation from Satan in the wilderness, he started the ball rolling for victory for you and I. And as he resisted the enemy, so we can too today. 1 John 4, 4 says, greater is he 
that is in you than he that is in the world. Satan and his demons will continue to rise up against us as long as we are on God's green earth. But we can have victory each time as we continue to listen to his voice and his voice alone. Remember, we're talking about voices. Who are you listening to? Are you listening to his voice or are you listening to his voice? Here's why we need to listen to his voice. Buckle up. He is the first and the last. The beginning and the end. He's the keeper of creation and the creator of all. He's the architect of the universe and the manager of all times. He always was, always is, and always will be unmoved, unchanged, undefeated, and never undone. Listen to his voice. Our Savior, he was bruised and brought healing. He was pierced and and, and eased pain. He was persecuted and brought freedom. He was dead and brought life. He is risen and brings power. He reigns and brings peace. The world can't understand him. The armies can't defeat him. The schools can't explain him. And the leaders couldn't ignore him. Herod couldn't kill him. The Pharisees couldn't confuse him. And the people couldn't hold him. Nero couldn't crush him. Hitler couldn't silence him. The New Age can't replace him. And no daytime talk show can explain him away. Listen to his voice. Oh, church, listen to his voice. Here's why this message is so important, not just for you, but for me. Because our circumstances always come, as long as we're breathing, where we get discouraged or we're tempted to give in to fear or anxiety. We're tempted to give in because we're feeling bad. We prayed 10 times, we're still not healed yet. We prayed for a year, we're still not healed yet. We're looking at a bad financial time. There's been a downturn or inflation has risen. But we're tempted to forget these things. But that's why I want to remind you, and I remind all of us, to always listen to his voice. He is light, he is love, he is longevity, and he is Lord. He is goodness, kindness, gentleness, and God. And he is holy and righteous and mighty and powerful and pure. His ways are right, his word is eternal, and his will is unchanging, and his mind, I love this, his mind is on me. He's thinking about me. He's thinking about all of us, but he's also a personal God. He's thinking about me. He loves all of us, but he loves me. He can love the whole world and love one person. He is my redeemer. He is my savior. He is my guide and he is my peace. Listen to his voice, not his voice. Listen to his voice. He is my joy. Listen to his voice because he, he is my comfort. Listen to his voice because he, he, because he is my Lord and he rules my life. I serve him because his bond is love, his burden is light, and his goal for me is not just life, but abundant life. That's what the word says. Listen to his voice. I follow him 
because he is the wisdom of the wise, the, the power of the powerful, the, the, the ancient of days, the ruler of rulers, the leader of leaders, the overseer of the overcomers, and the sovereign Lord of all that was and is to come. And if that doesn't impress you, maybe this will. His goal is a relationship with you <laughs> and me. That's his goal, is a relationship with you and you, and you, and you, and you, and you, and all of you. That's his goal. He's a relationship kind of God. He's a relationship kind of God. That's all he wants. He will never leave me nor forsake me, never mislead me, never forget me, never overlook me, and never cancel my appointment in his appointment book. That's exactly the opposite of what the enemy will do. The enemy will always leave you. He will always forsake you. He will always mislead you. He will always forget you. He will always overlook you and always cancel your appointment with him. But Jesus will never do that. He'll never leave you, never forsake you. Listen to his voice, church. Life worth living, listen to his voice. When I fall, he'll lift you up. When you fail, he forgives when you're weak, he is strong. When you're lost, he is the way. When you're afraid, he is your courage. When you stumble, he steadies you. When you're hurt, he heals you. When, he, when you're broken, he mends you. When you're blind, he leads you. When he, you're hungry, he'll feed you. Listen, listen, listen to his voice. These are reasons why we listen to his voice. Oh, church, you all know this already. I'm just preaching to the choir. But listen to his voice. We got those two voices. When I face trials, he's with me. When I face persecution, he shields me. When I face problems, he comforts me. When I, when I face loss, he provides for me. And when I face death, he carries me home. <laughs> I'm 59. I know it. Uh, I've been in ministry almost full-time, 35 years, getting close, counting three years of uh, Christian school, long time ago. <laughs> I know it looks like I'm only 42, so that means I started when I was seven. But I've, I've noticed, looking at the news and hearing the news, that there's a lot of people my age and younger that are passing away. Maybe I don't know why, I just noticed that more. Both of my parents are already in heaven, so they beat me. And if life would be normal, and life is never normal. Life is never normal. But if life would be normal, the old, older generation dies first, then the next generation dies, then the next generation. As, and we know it's never like that. Sometimes babies will die Sometimes children, will, uh, parents will outlive their children. We know all that happens. But with my parents in heaven, ever so often I freak myself out because I think, you know what? I have two sisters, and I say to myself, now it's our turn to go meet our maker. I may live to be 90. I may die tomorrow. I don't want to die tomorrow. I'm ready to go, but I don't want to die. 
And that thought crosses my mind sometime, and then I'm comforted knowing that when I die, he'll carry me home. That's why I want to listen to his voice. It doesn't matter the background. It doesn't matter the past. As long as it's under the blood, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. When I face trials, he's with me. And when I face death, he carries me home. He is everything for everybody, everywhere, every time, and every way. What you need of, he's that for you. What you have need of, he's that for you. What you have need of, he's that for you. Ladies, what you have need of, he's that for you. Ladies, what you have need of, he's that for you. What you have need of, he's that for you. Whatever you have need of, that's what he is for you. He is God. He is faithful. I am his and he is mine. My father, listen to his voice. My father can, in heaven can whip the father of the world. So if someone questions as to why you feel so secure and why you listen to his voice, you tell them this. He said it. That settles it. God is in control. I am on his side. And that means all is well with my soul. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You can trust him. So listen to his voice. Listen to his voice. If you want to be able to hear the voice of Jesus and listen to his voice, get close to him. Get as far away as you can from that voice. And as close as you can to his voice. We got two voices to listen to. Which voice are you listening to tonight? I have a feeling you're here on a Sunday night. You're listening to the right voice. Not just because you're here, but you want to be in the presence of God. If you want to listen to Jesus' voice, get close to him as possible. Get as close to him as possible. I want to pray. And then we're going to have some prayer time, and I want to finish with worship here in a moment. But, Father, we thank you for letting us come together tonight to study your word and to hear your word, Lord Jesus. Thank you that you knew exactly who would be here tonight. And I pray, Lord, that if anyone is here that is in need of a closer walk with you, Holy Spirit, that you will even now begin to speak to them. Touch their heart. Break their heart, Lord, for you. Thank you, Lord, that there is therefore, therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh but after the Spirit. Jesus, you're not here to condemn us. You're here to pick us back up and walk right after you and follow you.